Hi, I'm Tyra G, your host of Frankly Speaking with Tyra G. Welcome again to our virtual global gathering of phenomenal listeners. Yes, you, fearsome and generous, humble and honest, in pursuit of new possibilities and purpose. You know, here we dig deep and we come up strong. For those of you joining us for the first time, every month we explore a new theme inspired by you. We bravely walk into places where tradition says there's some things you just don't talk about, but not at this table. And no matter how hard judgment knocks, it cannot come in. Beloved, here we live beyond the wreckage. Every week, we experience, educate, encourage, and empower each other. We share our aha moments and stories that have been left in our pockets for way, way, way too long. Every week, we start right where we are. I am so excited about how the show is progressing. We're celebrating our third year, proving that dreams can come true. Frankly speaking with Tyra G is one of my most priceless dreams. And I thank God for every remembrance of you and your gifts of ideas, your presence, your encouragement. These gifts are the ones that inspire. You know I can't do this without you, right? Thank you so much for tuning in. You're listening to Radio Fairfax, Fairfax, Virginia. Fairfax, Virginia Cablecast on Cox and Verizon Files Channel 37 and Comcast Channel 27 in Reston. And guess what? We're webcast worldwide on the internet at www.radiofairfax.org every Saturday evening at 8 p.m. I know that's date night, but should you miss us, you can catch our archive, Frankly Speaking with Tyra G podcast on iTunes. And those of you who love to send me those special emails, keep them coming. Those of you who want to, it's easy. It's Tyra at TyraGarlington.com. Thank you. And thank you, Courtney Nero, for composing and performing our Frankly Speaking theme song. And for naming it, I'm listening. Our theme for today is A Voice from the Future. Interesting title, right? Seriously. I know the only time we have is the present. However, another reality is our future is walking among us right now. Those currently in junior high and high school will be overseeing our aging in place activities in the December of our lives. We need to connect with them, get to know them. To come of age in 2020 in America is to enter pre-adulthood and adulthood in a time of often overwhelming turbulence. The country is deeply divided. Technology is reshaping the world at a breakneck pace. We fight an individual pandemic and the future seems filled with uncertainty. As each day appears to bring with it another crisis from unprecedented natural disasters, horrific mass killings to violent ideological clashes, Question marks lurk in the background. Who will inherit this world? What will they do with it? 
Generation Z is overstimulated, overconnected, and over status quo. For the post-millennial generation of 13 to 21-year-olds, the choices are endless. From what to buy, to whose politics to support, to which shows to watch, Gen Z always has an endless flow of information at their fingertips. Loosely defined as those born after 1995, this new wave of soon-to-be grown-ups are dubbed as the I-Generation. Centennials, post-millennials, founders, plurals, and the homeland generation, depending on who you ask, of course. They live in a world connected whereby with a tap of a smartphone, a pair of shoes can be delivered to their doorstep via Uber or a drone in less than an hour. True digital and social media natives they are, multitasking on many screens and more comfortable sharing on TikTok. They are the first generation to spend their entire adolescence with smartphones. That rapid adoption of smartphones has had a ripple effect across many areas of their life. But the best way to understand is to walk into the Gen Z space and to hear from their own words. And I quote, Whenever I'm bored, I can always find something to do with my phone. That's from a young lady of 15. I can't live without my laptop because I'm enrolled in a virtual school and I have to use it. Young man of 16. It's very easy to get addicted. Young lady of 14. Yesterday I did over 20 hours on face chat with my friends. A young lady of 17. My phone would say, I'm exhausted. Give me a break. You use me too much. Well, for me, being cool is being myself and having friends who like me for who I am. That was a young man of 15. Knowing my phone is close makes me feel secure. And that was a young man of 17. A deeper dive into the trends and perspectives of Gen Z suggest, while they haven't entered the workplace yet, they have different values and beliefs from us their predecessors. They were born during the financial meltdown. They don't know a world without the internet. They will become the most entrepreneurial, conservative, diverse, and educated generation in the world. I found a collection of research from Millennial Branding, the University of Maryland, the Chamber of Commerce, and this is what they say. If you look in a Gen Z value mirror, you will see that 77% of Gen Z are either extremely or very interested in volunteering to gain work experience. Hmm. 76% are concerned about man's impact on the planet. 79% display symptoms of emotional distress when kept away from their personal electronic devices. 90% would be upset if they had to give up their internet connection. 84% multitask with an internet-connected device while watching TV. Oh boy, I see that and I go like, really? And then I find myself doing it. I don't know what that speaks to about me either. They have more than 10 apps on their smartphone. 60% of Gen Z says a lot of money 
is a sign of success. Technologies that Gen Z want their employers to incorporate in the workplace, and I love this, includes social media, wearables, and virtual reality. Imagine work getting done through virtual reality. The people that most influence their career-related decisions include their parents, 30%, 17%, friends, and 17% managers. Now, I'm going to take a couple of minutes and take you quickly through their economic status. Now, listen to this. Gen Z receives $16.90 per week allowance or $44 billion, with a B, a year total. They have a combined buying power of $43 billion, that's with a B, and influence an additional $600 billion, with a B, of family spending. They've been in your wallets, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, let me give you another lens through which to see our future generation. I actually found a group of uh, articles, and I'm going to read you just the headlines. Number one, teen creates a collaborative website to share stories and inspire others. Her company was called Girlfolk. North Texas teens use social media to support disadvantaged students, tackle literacy gap issues, and more. Their company is called Be The Light Foundation. Police officer Dr. Police officer's daughter creates nonprofit to help children of fallen law enforcement officers cope. Her business is the Blue Line Bears. Teen uses GoFundMe to provide elementary school kids with notebooks. Her company is Kid in Need. Teen, bullied as a child, uses social media as a tool to advocate tolerance, kindness, acceptance, and inclusion. His company is the Unity Challenge. Teen throws memorable birthday celebrations for disadvantaged children. And his company is Celebrate RVA. Now these are just six of the many headlines I picked out during my research. I want you to feel a balance because our young people, our future, I feel confident about them. I do. They're critical thinkers. They're creative problem solvers. They're going to take us through. But tonight, I have a real, live, positive headliner as my guest. I am so delighted about this interview. She is a 14-year-old. She is a ninth grader at, I think it's Albington Junior High School. She's an entrepreneur. She's energy personified, and she's my cousin. But wait, I heard about what she's doing now, her latest adventure on Channel 3 Eyewitness News in Philadelphia. Come on now. She should have told me all this stuff before now, but she'll tell us now. Meet my cousin, Tommy Crump. Tommy, welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> How I feel your smile. How are you? good how are you oh i'm so blessed sweetie i'm so thank you thank you for taking the time and doing this with me and sharing your gifts and talents with my listening audience i want you to do something for me opportunity 
Well, you know what? Opportunity breeds itself sometimes. If you're out there doing something, something else will happen. You just build and build and build. But what I want you to do now is pretend like you are a book in my human library. And I want you to tell us a little bit about you. I'm not going to tell you what to tell us. You tell us what you want us to know. But make us want to read the entire book. So you're on, my love. Okay. She was born and raised in Abington, PA. This scholar is 14 years of age and a ninth grade honors student at Abington Junior High School. This dancing diva has been twirling since the tender age of three and has worked her way to the title of dance captain in one of the most premier dance companies in the tri-state area, Straight to the Point Dance Company Elite. Madame is who she is to the National Junior Honor Society of Abington, PA. Girl boss, finalist of the World of Money Youth Entrepreneur Contest, Black Girls Rock participant, Queen of the Year in Philadelphia, just to name a few. And five, six, seven, eight is what she commands as she teaches preschoolers the art of ballet. Academic accolades in all subject areas, award-winning artists, scholarships, and dance for outstanding talent, leadership positions in all that she participates in. And oh, don't forget the 2019-2020 cover model for the Point Dance Studio. She's intelligent, she's friendly, She's hardworking, she's generous, she's unyielding about her beliefs, she's an awesome friend, sister, daughter, and cousin. She deserves, she's the creator of Tommy's Tales, a YouTube channel developed because every little person deserves a great bedtime story. And she is me, and I am Tommy Nicole Crump. My mantra in life is simple, choose kind, and my goal in life is to always, always, Always pay it forward. Now, see, you know why she was on television, right? You got that. <laughs> you got that. Yes. And she's articulate, and she is on a roll. I'll tell you what. That's, this is how come I know the future is going to be okay. There's so much I want to know about, uh, Tommy, things that you just highlighted briefly. And... Um, I want to make sure we start with uh, the dance space because so much has happened since you were three. And yeah. <laughs> um, the traveling, all the things that you've done. Um, talk to us about, one, what made you want to start, if you can remember at three, what made you want to start dancing? Well, when I was three years old, my mom always tells this story back to me. Uh-huh. So... When I was younger, I used to walk on my toes all the time. And usually that's like a sign of autism or something. So my mom had originally thought that's what it was. But then one of my aunts who used to dance said, no, I think you should put her in dance classes. And ever since then, I've just been a dancer. <laughs> yes, you have. Amazingly. Amazingly. Now tell us some of the dance organizations like all right, you started out as a three-year-old, but you have progressed to dance companies. Tell us what that's like. Well, ever since I've been dancing at three, I've just always had, like, a passion for it. 
I love going to school and talking about the recitals I performed in, the different costumes, how I had to wear my hair, how I got to put on makeup. And then once you turn eight, you're allowed to audition for the company of the dance studio I danced at. Okay. And that's what, like, I was a little nervous at first, but then I was just like, let's just do it. And then I did it, and I became a member of Straight to the Point Dance Company Elite. Now, this, I mean, eight years old, nervous, where did you get Let's Just Do It? Who put that in your heart? Who gave you the courage? Where did that come from? I mean, eight-year-olds generally don't go, you know, I'm nervous, but let's just do this. That sounds awfully grown up. Well, my mom was the main person to encourage me to try it before I, like, defeated myself. And then at the dance school, I developed a dance big sister. And she told me that I had the talent to do it and to try it. And so I did, and I ended up making it. (laughs) Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Well, okay, tell us some of the, the shows that you danced. In fact, why don't you tell us the genre? Was it ballet? Was it tap? Was it uh, jazz? What, 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 what do you like the best? Well, I actually do all kinds of dance. I do ballet, jazz, tap, modern, praise. I've done hip-hop. I've done acro. I've taken point classes. So I basically do all of the above. But um, specifically for our dance company, it's mainly like contemporary modern or ballet contemporary something in that area i love it what what's your uh favorite well no let's talk about your competitions because you've been a winner talk talk to me about some of the competitions because i know you've been we're talking to them in pennsylvania tonight and i am in virginia i say this for our international listeners but sometimes you come down to dc how does that work the traveling and you and the company um, so I'm pretty sure my first competition when I was eight was in Lancaster mm-hmm. and everyone had to drive down on their own for that one competition. And then we all met up at the same hotel and, but since then we've done multiple competitions everywhere, basically. And we've been to King of Prussia to do some, um, Maryland, Baltimore, all of those places. And the hardest part probably about competitions is waking up early to get everything done before you have to perform. So, yeah. Okay, so what? wait a minute. I know getting up early. I, I know about that in young people. Uh, but what do you have to do to prepare for a competition in the morning? Before? So to prepare for... For a competition, it takes lots of practice, Mm -hmm. which includes going to dance like three times a week for about three to four hours to practice and make sure everything is perfect, everyone is together, Mm -hmm. to make sure you are even competition worthy. Uh Uh-oh. And from that point on, once you're at the competition to prepare, you have to make sure everyone's hair is in the same style. Um, makeup that matches and complements all the costumes, and you have to stretch before performing and get all the nerves out and just go in there and do your best. 
and you have done that. So, okay, you're in the competition. You're not traveling by yourself. Who's with you? <laughs> so it started off, this was before some of my cousins also joined me in the dance company, mm -hmm. but it would mainly be my mom and my cousins and my aunt to travel with us and watch us perform. That had to be a proud moment. It had to be a proud moment. So you mentioned now you teach dance as well, correct? Yes. Talk to me about that a little bit. Um, well, since I was probably about 11 years old, I think, mm -hmm. I became a student teacher, a student leader at my dance studio, which you start off as a student leader, which basically you dance with the younger ones and you help them during class. Mm -hmm. And then I moved up to become a student teacher, which I help the actual teachers teach the younger kids. And that requires you to teach them choreography and everything. But recently over quarantine, I got offered a job to teach preschoolers who have never danced before but want some type of dance class and that's been really fun so far and I love doing it I love seeing their little faces every week and I love seeing them just get active and smiling now you just said during the pandemic so I'm guessing this is virtual right yes it is okay so how difficult is that you've got these little people who are so excited because they're gonna see Miss Tommy and you're going to teach them something new, and you're Zooming. How do you coordinate that, the music? that How, do you, how does that work? Well, it actually was a little challenging at first to get everyone to hear and pay attention because they are little people. Yes. So you have to keep them engaged 24-7. Mm -hmm. so that includes, like, playing songs that I hook my phone up to my speaker, and I play songs that they, like, might recognize from a TV show to keep them wanting to dance and engaged in the class time. Oh, I like that. And you know what I'm thinking? I've talked to so many parents and some younger people who are saying, you know, I hate virtual learning. I hate, they like the social part of being in school. So I'm guessing what you're able to do teaching dance over Zoom is giving them a sense of, a class or community or friendship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. That's beautiful. That is beautiful because I tell you, I'm on a lot of Zoom. Oh, I was on an international Zoom call the other day, and they had a choir of young people. Uh, I think the oldest might have been 15, and they were very contemporary, and they danced and all, and it was so exciting because they learned it individually, and the computer put it all together, and I don't understand that, but it was beautiful. So technology is good, right? Yes. <laughs> so I want you to talk to me. Well, let me ask you this. How are you doing in school? What are you, what are you taking? What's exciting for you? Well, um, I basically take all honors, and then I have an elective that is called Law and You that, like, focuses more on how, like, laws work and the jury works and everything. Mm. And... Yeah, I am doing virtual, all virtual school, so it is a little different, but we're adapting. Listen to you. You know, if, <laughs> if you didn't have this very sweet 
voice, and I didn't know how old you were. Your message sounds very mature, very grown up, and very positive. And I hope those listening hear what's possible, what's possible when you believe and um, <clears throat> you have the courage to do new and different things. And I heard, I heard Tommy say, Mommy, you know, so family has been with her, encouraging her, and those of us who've been doing it remotely, uh, encouragement is important as well. Uh, Tommy, you have, mm -hmm. when I called you one night, you told me you were in a marketing class. And, no, I'm sorry, I text your mom. She said you were in a marketing class. We had to call you. I had to, we had to talk later. And I'm thinking to myself, that child is 14 years old. What kind of marketing class is she in? So um, <laughs> tell me, <laughs> tell me, share, share with us. What were you doing? A marketing class? Seriously? How did that happen? So over the summer, one of my dance teachers sent this flyer to my mom, which it was called World of Money. And at first we were like, oh, well, what is this? So when we read the flyer, you basically had to submit like a two-minute video pitching your business idea, which you could have a chance to win money for it. So I was like, okay, let's try it out, see what happens. <laughs> so originally we sent it in, and we didn't think much about it or didn't think I was ever even going to become a finalist. Until I got an email, my mom got a call, and they told me that I was one of the eight finalists. And at first, I'm like, wow, this is like a really cool accomplishment. And then it was even cooler once I found out it was worldwide. So um, after that, we had to resubmit another video, and basically you could win money. And I was able to win $500 from that. And a part of being in that contest also you get to take classes once you become a finalist and so we take marketing classes all kinds of classes to teach you how to like improve your business and like make people recognize you so they're teaching you how to brand yourself and market yourself now yes. one thing you did not tell us is what your idea was or is <laughs> So my idea is called Tommy's Tale. All right. And since I started this back in March when, like, the whole pandemic um, approached us, it was kind of like a struggle to get it started. But um, I created a YouTube channel where I read bedtime stories to younger people. And it actually started, I want to say, last year when one of my younger cousins was starting kindergarten and I couldn't see her like the week before it. Mm -hmm. so I decided to read a book to her about going into kindergarten and I sent it to her and she loved it, loved it, loved it and replayed the video for like a week after I sent it to her. Mm -hmm. And I think that was really like one of the moments where I was like, I could really do this and make it like <laughs> bigger and have more people watch my um, stories. So that's what made me create Tommy's Tales. Okay, so how do you select the books you want to read to the children? Um, well, all the books I read on my YouTube channel have some kind of message, whether that be about being kind, helping others, knowing who you are, 
they all have a certain message, and I try to do get across different messages with different books. So I choose my books very wisely with the help of my mom sometimes. <laughs> mothers so are, mothers are good for something on occasion, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you actually then have created a library of titles that you feel will create worthiness in others, encouraging yes. titles. Uh, I guess yes. how-to titles, something like that maybe? Yes. Okay. So um, I, I'm, do you have a book handy? Yep, I do actually. <laughs> Just happen to have that book, right? Tell <laughs> me uh, what the book is about, why you chose it, and then maybe we'll read, take a few minutes, five, ten minutes, five minutes to read some. Would you like to do that? Yes, I would love that. Okay, what what did you choose and why did you choose it? So I actually chose the book. It's called Tomorrow I'll Be Kind, and it's by Jessica Hishke. And I chose this book because it talks about how to be kind and not only, like, the definition of kind is not only the word kind, and other actions come with being kind. So what's the definition of kind? It can be helping others, being generous to others, um, always being, um, let's see, always being gentle, grateful, however you can help someone. Okay. Gentle, grateful, finding ways to engage someone so it's helping them. You're giving something to someone else, be it words or whatever, right? Yes. Okay, so uh, you, you have you used this with your uh, Tommy's Tales, this book? Yes, I have, actually. And do you get, now let me ask you this, with your YouTube, are you getting uh, followers and responses? Yes, and I actually, at the end of every video, I tell people that if they have a suggestion of a book they want me to specifically read, or if they ever want me to, like, shout them out on their birthday or anything. So, yeah, I do get a lot of responses. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Tommy's Tales. Well, would you like to take some minutes and, and read us a little bit? I, the fact that you talk about kindness, just go ahead and, and is it in chapters, Tommy? How's the book divided? It's a picture book, so it shouldn't take too long. Okay. Well, let's let's listen to Tommy read. Okay. Tomorrow I'll be kind. Words and pictures by Jessica Hitchke. Tomorrow I'll be helpful when I see someone in need. I won't stand by or hesitate. I'll get up and take the lead. Tomorrow I'll be patient. Your turn, I'll wait for you. And when I'm stuck, I won't give up. I'll take time to see it through. Tomorrow, I'll be gentle to creatures big and small. Thinking of what others need, 
I'll show tenderness to all. Mm. Tomorrow, I'll be honest. To myself, I will be true. And prove that you can trust in me through all I say and do. Tomorrow, I'll be generous and show you how I care. We all have ways of giving back and gifts that we share. Tomorrow, I'll be grateful for what you've given to me, appreciating all I have, your love especially. Mm. Tomorrow, I'll be kind, my heart, my guiding light. Through the smallest spark of kindness shines through the darkest night. Tomorrow, I'll be all the things I strive to be each day. Helpful, patient, gentle, honest, generous, grateful, and kind. And even when it's difficult, I'll work to find a way. But tonight, I'm very sleepy. So now it's time to rest. I'll dream of all the good that comes when we all just try our best. And that is the end. Tommy, I think everybody in America needs to have that book right now. If we could live the message that you just read to us, we would all be in a much, much better place when we relate to one another. Now tell me this. Okay, so on your YouTube channel, let's do this. How do you invite people? If someone wanted to talk to you, Tommy, about Tommy's Tales, if they wanted to get in touch with your YouTube channel, can you tell me how they would do that? So if you go to YouTube and you type in Tommy's Tales, T-O-M-M-I, mm-hmm. apostrophe S, T-A-L-E-S, mm-hmm. then um, you'll find my YouTube channel. And also this week, mm-hmm. or probably, yeah, probably by the end of this week, my website will be posted, which um, will also be linked in my bio and in my YouTube account mm-hmm. so that if you want to get in touch with me, there's a contact page with my personal email for Tommy's Tales and how to get in touch with me. Look at you. I just think probably uh, a lot of us could learn a lot from you. And uh, <laughs> I am so encouraged because actually I had no idea uh, what you were doing in your entrepreneurship and I am really impressed to the extent that I want to make sure that you come back again and talk more and by then uh, more people that have heard you now will have tuned into Tommy's Tales I hope. Um, Let me ask you another thing who as all the things that you've done now and all the things you've talked about who would you consider your hero or your shero? Um, well, my main hero would have to be my mom because she encourages me and pushes me through everything that I do. And two of my other heroes I would consider to be is Misty Copeland and Michelle Obama. Oh, yes. Because I just find 
Misty Copeland to be so inspiring to me when it comes to dance Mm -hmm. and Michelle Obama just as to be a person because there was one thing that she said that always stays in my head Mm -hmm. that like just sticks with me she said when people go low you go high yeah that's how I live my life so absolutely absolutely uh, and that that you picked two wonderful one obviously Misty because of the dance she's phenomenal and focused and determined and committed and beautiful and giving she is all of that and and Michelle for any woman any female uh, that is feeling that asking themselves can I the answer is always yes you can. And I think Michelle has done a beautiful service to us as a role model. Um, let me ask you another thing. What do you do with your free time? Do you have any free time? <laughs> well, I do get a little bit of free time. And main, mainly on my free time, another hobby I have that I haven't necessarily taken seriously but had the chances is drawing. I've been in a few art shows with my drawings and things. So that's another hobby I take on. And also in my spare time, I just like to talk to my cousins and my best friend and things. Who's your best friend? (laughs) Um, My best friend is Madison Matchett. And uh, what makes you all best friends? What makes 14-year-olds best friends? I'm trying to remember. I don't think I can even get back that far. Well, me and Maddie and my cousin Amira are really close, Mm -hmm. and um, I think me and Maddie have really gotten close because we both consider ourselves girl bosses, because (laughs) I run a YouTube page, and she has her own clothing line. Oh, really? um, Yes. I think we both inspire each other, (laughs) because she has her clothing line, Mad Purpose. And this month, she's getting a lot of new products in. So I think we really both inspire each other. Well, now I'm going to ask something of you and Maddie. I want you, after the show, some kind of way, you and your mother figure it out, I want you to share some of your drawings with me and ask Maddie, would she mind terribly sharing some of her designs with me? Um, you can, okay, I will definitely do that. I would absolutely love that absolutely love that um what i'd like to do now i um i guess you all my listeners must know by now that mommy is there right next to tommy and what i had asked them to do mommy's name is erica is uh to sit and have a conversation between the two of them without me being a part of it sort of like a story core And I know any of you mothers or daughters have had talks with your mom or your daughter that have been significant. So I asked them, I didn't give them a subject, I said, you know, um, pick out something, because they always have conversations. Pick out something and let's let's, let's have a conversation that you wouldn't mind sharing with other people. So, uh, Erica, are you there? Let's see if this... Uh... I'm, I'm right here. Okay, perfect. I'm going to back out now and uh, <laughs> ask the two of you to take the show. I hope we can do this without echoes. I think we should be okay. Okay. 
it's your turn. All righty. Well, I'm Erica. I'm Tommy's mom. And I'm sitting here in awe. Tyra is my cousin, actually my dad's first cousin. And one of the things when Tyra asked us to do this, and she told us to think of a mother-daughter topic because we talk all the time. And the first thing that came to my mind that I wanted to talk about with Tommy is just about being grateful, things we're grateful for and why. And I just want to start off by saying I'm grateful for family. Um, Tommy, you never got to meet my dad, but I'm sitting here listening to you, and you exemplify all of the things that he brought out in us. Um, Tyra is my dad's first cousin. Mm -hmm. And I just remember when she would be around when I was younger and how happy my dad would be and just overall how special our family is. So, like, I sit here and I listen to you, and you don't do anything prompted by me. I encourage you, but you don't let me interfere and take over. You know, some dance moms are crazy, like, and I sit at competitions, and I just sit and I watch you because I don't have any background in dance, but no matter how yeah. good <laughs> I think you are, you're my daughter, so I think you're the best at everything. But I just sit and I'm humble because I'm grateful. I'm grateful to have you as a daughter and the bond that we share. And I just want to know how you feel about being grateful. Like what, for me, it's, it's the family, it's the time. A lot of people I know are frustrated with their children during this pandemic. And I laugh because me, you, and your brother have a ball most of the time, not <laughs> most of the time. We're happy to be with one another. But when you hear the word grateful, what comes to mind for you? I also do think family comes to mind when someone says grateful because family pushed me to become who I am standing in front of you today. <laughs> so, but I also am grateful for all the opportunities that have come my way because I felt like that pushed me to also become the person I am. And, like, another, there are more people I consider family, like Maddie and her family and things. So, yeah, I really do think that family is one of the main things I'm grateful for and the opportunities because not many kids at the age of 14 get the opportunities I'm getting. So I think that that's something I really should be grateful for. Absolutely. And I think when you talked about your mantra is to choose kind and your belief is to always pay it forward, you know, that's a deep meaning. I've been using those words since I was in the classroom teaching, and I used to ask all my friends to support my children that I taught. And I used to say, come on, guys, pay it forward. Because the reason we are who we are is because we're standing on the backs of our ancestors and mm. people who came before us. Like if it wasn't for my grandmother and my grandfather and 
I hadn't and Uncle Earl and my mom and my dad and all the sacrifices that they made, I wouldn't be who I am sitting in front of you. So I I don't want you to ever take life for granted. I'm so glad that you find opportunities to even be grateful for. I don't want you to ever take it for granted because, you know, the director of your dance school, Ms. Sherelle, always says, to whom much is given, much is required. And some people might think it just comes easy. Oh, it's Tommy. You know, she's going to win or she's going to get this or she's going to get that. People don't always see the hard work that you put in. And you have to realize that, yes, to whom much is given, much is required. You put in the work, but you also pay it forward because somebody paid it for you. And you don't physically always see, you know, your family, but you're paying forward what your family has given to you. What people who are gracious, they donate to Tommy Fields. They give you money for dance. All of the awards, all those special moments, all of the friendships and the relationships you, you've established, it's because someone is gracious. It's a gift. And I don't want you to ever take it for granted. When you say that, you know, that's your mantra, it warms my heart that you choose kindness over everything. You don't let money drive you. You know, a lot of people start businesses because they just want money. I love it that you just want little kids to learn how to read because it it was what I did for you. And I'm so happy that you want to do it for someone else. So I'm proud that that's your mantra. It's not just, of course, I want you to be financially (laughs) a family, you know, of course. But I'm also glad that you do everything with kindness at the forefront because what you put out in the universe is what you get back from the universe. And I think you're learning that, like you say, 14, and you're grateful for the opportunity. But it's because of what you put out is what you get back. So I just want you to remember those things. And I'm so proud of you because, you know, I've been teaching a long time. And I'm not oh, saying a long time. And I'm not saying that you're trying to call me old. But it, I've been around long enough to know that these are the things that make a good person. Like, yes, we want you to be financially established. I want you to have the world at your fingertips. But I want you to understand that how you treat people is priceless. And why do you always say you choose kind? What makes you say that all the time? Um, Well, choosing kind to me is the only way to live. Like, if you're not being kind to others, then that means, I don't know, but that, like, shows a different side that you don't want to see people happy all the time. And if you know me, I love to see everyone happy all the time. So I think that, like, that's just the best way to handle any situation is to always be kind to people. Absolutely. I agree. It's way deeper than, you know, when you were little, we would always say treat people how you <laughs> want to be treated. But it really is the truth. You always lead with love. And if it's anything else, I hope that you see in me and in the rest of your family, your brother, all of us, we do things with love at the forefront. And I'm just proud 
of who you are. I'm proud Thank that you, you have the same beliefs, and I just want you to carry on with the same mantra in life. I know you have big dreams, and I know you're going to achieve so much, but your mantra and your goal in life is going to be what takes you the furthest. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Hope it does. I do have big dreams. (laughs) You absolutely do. Cost me a fortune, but it's okay. (laughs) Well, you know, the thing that I'm going going to, there's so many points that you made. I was just trying to write down some keywords. Um, But two things. Uh, Erica, you have been teaching forever. You've been totally creative. You've been in administration. Uh, You've been a lead teacher. And um, the first thing I want to say is the one, one of the good things the pandemic has revealed is the value of teachers. Now mm-hmm. people begin to understand teachers don't just teach. They are Absolutely. absent parents. They are nurses. They are psychologists. They are encouragers. They are troubleshooters. They identify mm-hmm. issues ahead of time, issues that perhaps parents don't even perceive. And I hear mm-hmm. a lot of parents say, I had no idea who my kids were, you know. <laughs> and and I remember teaching right out of college, uh, first grade, and uh, the whole thing about Tommy and literacy and you and literacy. I remember my first graders when they realized that the sound of a C, a A, and a T, when they put it together, the word cat, and the light bulb that went on, it's like nothing could stop them in the rest of the world. And they spent the whole year reading out loud anything, anything they saw. And um, that's a gift that continues to give. And I want to celebrate and give a shout out for any educator within the hearing of my voice. You are wonderful. You are unsung heroes, and my prayer is that this culture begins to reward you for what Mm -hmm. you have given us as society. And also, um, Tommy, I didn't want to be remiss. you got a brother somewhere. I know he's doggy sitting right now. (laughs) But let's give him a shout-out because he'll listen to this and go, what am I, you know, chop liver? Say something good to your brother. Um. I'm proud of my brother because just by growing up with him, I've seen him come a long way. And I'm proud that <laughs> and I'm proud that he found something that he loves. Like he really, 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 really enjoys playing football and he's really good at it. And I'm really proud of him for that. And I'm proud of him for how he's coming along with his school. <laughs> that used to be a struggle. But um, I'm also proud of the person he's becoming and how he's getting older and he's getting ready to go off to college. And although I say, oh, I'm not going to miss you, you get on my nerves. I, oh, sorry. I am because he is like one of my closest, bestest friends that I see every day, especially now <laughs> since we're in quarantine. But, yeah, I'm really proud of the person he's becoming. I love that, and he will love that. Can I piggyback off of Tommy for a moment? 
because only one moment because she's got to read me a letter because i just want to say he's named for my dad yes and he is just like my father he keeps us laughing all day every day yes and i'm loving the young man that he's growing into as you can tell tommy's like the mother hen but he's also uh, a really cool son and a He's the best big brother. He takes excellent care of his sister. And I'm very proud that I have an opportunity to be close with both of them for multiple reasons. Praise God. Praise God. Well, I'll tell you what, Miss Tommy. You said you were going to write a letter to your older self. Did you do that? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay, let's give it a try. Ready? Yes, I am. <laughs> okay, go right ahead. Dear future Tommy, wow, girl, we made it. I can't believe how time really does fly. I know you are somewhere between 30 and 40 years old, living the life you have worked so hard to achieve. Right now, I am 14 years old, and currently, I think I have it going on. I'm dancing my heart out, and I'm the proud dance captain of Straight to the Point Dance Company Elite. And I'm running our own nonprofit reading program for preschoolers, Tommy's Tales. I'm also being busy being an honors student employed by the point as a preschool dance teacher, president of the National Junior Honor Society of Abington, PA, and striving to be an awesome person in this crazy world. Right now, the coronavirus has taken over the U.S. and we have a crazy president. And there are so many racial injustices happening all over this country. But we are faithful and believe in our new president-elect, Joe Biden, and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, because they are giving us hope for a better future. Speaking of hope, I hope that you have continued your love for dancing in some way, whether that be teaching at the dance studio that we own or dancing in a professional dance company and traveling the world. I know that dance is something that has always been what we wanted to see ourselves succeed in. And God knows I'm working hard to keep us highly trained. Also, if you have a family yet, I hope that our that your daughters want to succeed in dance too. And if you have any little boys, let's hope they take after their Uncle Lucius and proceed to play any sport they want and do it well. I'm sure you secured your dream job as top veterinarian while also being able to travel the world and see new and interesting things and meet new people of course i wonder where you finally decided to go to college to study to become a veterinarian and how many scholarships did you receive i'm working so hard to maintain excellent grades and earn as much money as i can in scholarships for academic academic achievement right now auntie and Auntie Carrie are saying how Howard is University is the only option for us and Maddie. Did you end up at Howard? Did you have one of the greatest times in college and meet some of your closest friends there? Mommy always says that college, that our college experience will be the best time of our lives. I wonder if you and Maddie were able to go to the same college and share the same dorm room. I know you probably did at this age, that is one of the only things we talk about doing, one of the things we talk about doing together. 
Lastly, did you end up going to the same college with Lucius? I know either way, we had a great experience and happy with whomever we shared it with. Hey, future Tommy, do we have our dream home and car? You know I always wanted that white top-of-the-line Range Rover. And of course, I know we saved the spot in our house for Mommy, G-Mom, and Lucius. Did Mommy ever decide to travel the world, too? That was one of the things she said she always wanted to do and would never stop talking about. Did Lucius decide to continue to play football and make it to the NFL? Or did he decide to take a different path? And if so, what path? I bet it's something dealing with the restaurant life and making lots of money. I wonder how you continued with Tommy's tales and were able to pass it on to someone who we could trust to handle it. Also, how much has it grown since I began in 2020? Were you able to recruit a lot of people to help you follow through with your dream to help children everywhere? Approximately how many children have you helped learn to read with Tommy's Tales? Because we always believe that every little person deserves a great bedtime story. And it was our commitment to pay it forward. Lastly, I want to know what are the life lessons you have learned from all of your experiences? How did you learn those life lessons? Tommy, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to cut you. This has been Tommy Crump and this has been Frankly Speaking with Tyra G.